0: Hi, welcome back. This is Em. So I wanted to talk today about goals and your goals with running. So when it comes to running, that people come to running for all different kinds of reasons, but usually you have some type of goal in mind. So um, there are th- what I'm determining to be three main goals that people can try for. There's weight loss. Um, there's speed. And then there's distance. So one of the things that I like to talk to new runners about is that when you are getting into running, there are those goals and you need to pick one of them. Because if you are focusing on two or more, something is going to suffer. So um, I have a lot of friends that will join the running world with the express purpose of weight loss. And, you know, that's originally one of the reasons why I came into running was I wanted to both get healthier, just control my blood sugar and things like that. But I I also wanted to lose weight. Like I had an idea in my head of what I wanted to look like. Um, So when it comes to weight, running for weight loss, that means you're going to be having to restrict calories. So when you're restricting calories and there's no magic diet. There's no magic pill. There's nothing special for weight loss. The only way to actually lose weight is to have a calorie deficit. So if you are restricting your calories, those other two goals, speed and distance are going to suffer. So if you're trying to lose weight and you're eating something like 1,500 calories a day, and you're only eating those 1,500, and then you want to go try to run 10 miles, that's not going to work out. Something is going to suffer somewhere. You might get sick, you might get injured, but at the end of the day, you have to focus on just the one individual goal. So as you're getting into running, if if your actual first goal is weight loss, then that's the one thing that you need to focus on. And not try to add too many things in at the same time, uh, with the understanding that when you are an athlete and you are running, you do have to you have to feed your body, you have to eat when you are done. you need to make sure that you're giving your body good calories, not just you know, oh well, I. Ran 10 miles and now I'm going to not eat for several hours because I want to lose weight. And you, know, and I say this as somebody that has done those type of things where I've gone on like a super long run and then been like, and now I'm gonna only eat like it's a normal day. And to be fair, there's no way to actually like all the way eat back all the calories you burn when you go on like a 20 mile run. I mean, you kind of get a free day after that, you can eat what you want, same thing after the marathon, but like after after a like super long run like that you you actually the week before you needed to be pumping your calories up a little bit anyway so uh, aside from weight loss as a goal which if if you want to lose weight I understand just know that running is going to build your muscles and those longer runs are going to make you retain water so you're going to Have a real love-hate relationship with your scale if your goal is weight loss while you're running. So the other two goals we've got, speed. So I have a lot of people that will talk about wanting to get faster, get faster, get faster. And I say this as somebody who, like, I remember the first time I did a mile and it was less than 13 minutes. And I remember, like, crying (laughs) because I was so excited. And um, sometimes people look at me now and, you know, there are times, like, if I go run just a mile just a mile flat out as fast as I can. I'm in the seven minute range. And that's like nothing compared to what I could do in high school because I was somewhere around six minutes something for high school, maybe a little bit less uh, for my like freshman and sophomore year. But when it comes to trying to increase your speed and decrease your pace, the only way to do that is to... Not keep running the exact same pace every single time, so you're gonna have to and if you're trying to add distance while increase your speed, you're going to have issues so if you if you're making the jump from like half marathon to marathon, and let's say your full marathon or your half marathon p r is like we'll say like two thirty. And then you go and you're like, well, I'm going to go run a marathon and I'm going to run it in under four minutes or uh, not four minutes, four hours. And could, could somebody conceivably do that? Sure. Is it a good idea? No, not at all. So you need to take whatever your, uh, your half marathon time is, uh, you need to double it. And then you need to add uh, like 20 to 30 minutes. And that's kind of be your kind of sweet spot for where you should run that full marathon in. So when you're trying to increase your speed... And increase your so if you if you have that half marathon pr of two thirty and you know you eventually want to run a sub four full marathon, you're gonna to need to live in the half marathon life for a while and you're gonna to need to decrease your time in the half marathon before you can even entertain the notion of doing that at a full marathon pace when it comes to adding in the distance too, so you can maintain that speed. And work on your speed, or you might accidentally work on your speed when you're uh, adding your distance. And that's the thing. Like, a lot of people will say, well, people can lose weight or they can decrease their mile, uh, minute per mile or whatever. Uh, But the thing is, you're not doing it on purpose. Like, if you're focusing on just increasing your speed you might accidentally lose weight too. If you're focusing on increasing your distance, you might accidentally lose weight at the same time. But the thing is you can't you can't keep focusing on all the other different things. You gotta focus on one of those goals at a time. So when it comes to like when I were trained for my first marathon up, I gained like 15 pounds just because I was eating because, you know, you can't go on a 20 mile run and then not feed yourself. You have to feed your body because you're an athlete and when you're an athlete, your body needs fuel. And the way I like to think of it is if you're, you have your car, you don't intentionally give it less gas and expect it to perform at the same level and go the same distance. Your body's the same way. Like, it is a formula. Calories in, calories out. If you're not giving in enough calories, you're not going to be able to give out those calories either. And sure, you might be able to maintain it for a little bit, but your body is going to get mad at you in some capacity. So when you focus on more than one goal at a time, that's when you're going to start risking injury. And, you know, you could strain muscles and pull ligaments and things like that because your body's not recovered like half of recovery is eating and then also sleeping too so as far as the goal setting is concerned too you have to go into like what goal that you want without looking at somebody else you can't look at somebody else's half marathon time and look at you and be like oh I look kind of like her I bet I could run the same time You are two different people. There are all kinds of people that look all different types of ways, and they all run different types of ways. And there's no one out there that is your absolute 100% run twin. So you can't go and be like, well, she did this, so I should be able to. There's no I should be able to. You have to just go out there and trial it yourself. So going into a half marathon, if you've never done a half marathon, don't go in with any specific goal other than finish. If it's your first time at any distance, your goal is to finish every time. You can, you're can, you going to have to adjust your goal based on whatever the course cutoff time is. And there are some courses that have easy cutoffs and some that have hard cutoffs. But just depending, you'll might have to adjust your goal. But you have to be very open and flexible with your goal. And your goal can sometimes change mid-training too. You know, if you ha- end up with, and you know, just get your flu shot, always get your vaccine. But if you end up with the flu, and even if you get the flu shot, you can, I know you can still get the flu, but say you're in the middle of your marathon training and you get the flu, uh, you're going to get knocked out for weeks. And if you're in the middle of your build, that could play with how much you can do and how much you can get to. And in general, if as long as you've gotten at least like somewhere between 18 and 20 miles in at some point and had some measurable taper of some kind, at least I would prefer 3 weeks, but if you could probably crunch it to 2 if you really needed to, but then like after that, your goal is finish. Full stop. No matter how many marathons you have run, your goal's finish. So you have to go into your your goal setting with you as an individual and then all of your little mini factors into what goes into it. So, you know, if I look at me as a runner uh, and one of the things that I've contemplated was maybe trying for a sub four hour marathon and at this juncture in my life, I know I can't commit to that level of training so and there's no, there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't make me less of a runner and it doesn't make me less of a marathoner. I mean, my first marathon was like 5 hours and 52 minutes somewhere around there. And that like I'm still a marathoner with that time. Like you're if you did a marathon, you are a marathoner. There's nothing taking away from that. So your goals shouldn't be like oh if I get this one more thing, if I do one more goal then I will be a runner for real, but that's not how it works. It works by just, if you've, if you've run these things, you're a runner. If you run a marathon, you're a marathoner. If, and, uh, I think that if you do a triathlon, just that one triathlon, a just a baby sprint triathlon you're a triathlete like you are these things because you have done these things and you don't have to go prove anything else to anybody and when you have these other people that gatekeep you so gatekeeping like they say oh you're not allowed to be part of our community because you do this that and the other and like honestly the only time that I ever encountered that was in the triathlon community where in a single day I did swim bike run But because it wasn't part of a race, they're like, oh, no, no, you're you're not a triathlete yet. And I'm like, "Okay, but I did all of the things that a triathlete would. I just didn't do it with a bib and get a medal at the end. But, you know, it's uh, in running, though. Are there people that gatekeep runners? Absolutely. Is it the majority of the community? Not at all. Most of the time, if you meet somebody that is a runner and they talk to you about running, if they even ask your first of all, no non-runner is going to know anything about what your race times mean. I could go and be like, oh yeah, I ran a marathon in 426, which is my current PR. Um, and a non-runner will be like, wow, it's a long time to be out, man. Were you tired? Do you eat when you're like that? Like those are the, qu- nobody's going to be like, well, that's not very fast. Now, is it like no non-runner is going to do that. And even like me as a runner, I'll ask you I might ask your PR time just because I'm interested in it. I'm not going to be like, well, not a real runner. Nobody's going to do that. T-. Well, okay, like I said. Some some people, some actual jerks will, but most people won't. The ma- the majority of the running community is very very supportive, and I think a part of that is because of some of our not like elite, but like just running celebrities in general, so you have a couple different people that make running really accessible. Uh, the first one's Jeff Galloway. So I'm a Galloway runner. That means I run walk. So the last marathon and half marathon where I PR'd both of them, I ran walks the whole time. I do 90 seconds running and 30 seconds walking and I use my Garmin to do that. So Jeff Galloway, created his running style where, and I don't actually follow his actual training plans because I just kind of cobbled together my own, but uh, he made running accessible because that repeated pounding on your knees and your joints in general, just as you age, it does start to be something that you want to minimize. And even if you have like a past injury, like, so I played field hockey in high school and tore my knee up one season and like my knee has never been the same from it. So, but that doesn't mean I can't still go run marathons because thanks to Jeff Galloway, who is awesome. He made this program where you just have different intervals that you can run in. Some people do like two minutes running, 30 seconds walking, or like four minutes running, like 15 seconds walking. And like, you have to find like the sweet spot that works for you. And I'm the last half marathon that I ran was the Urban Bourbon in Louisville, Kentucky, which is in October, and it's a really nice race, and you should definitely try it. Uh, but I ran walk and maintained about an eight forty-five, I think, pace. Uh, like I finished in an hour and fifty-seven minutes. So I mean and I did that run walking. Uh, another person that makes running really accessible is uh Kelly Roberts of Run Selfie Repeat. Um she can and she did, and uh she's also the creator of the Badass Lady Gang. So Kelly is like, when I look at Kelly, like I see my body, like that's what I mostly look like. And no matter like the different levels of running and training that I've done, like that's me. And she can run a marathon in like real dang close to a BQ time. And that's amazing. And so when you look at Kelly and other runners like her, she's accepting, she's gracious, and she creates these spaces where you can be a baby runner and you can get advice from like actual awesome runners that have been in the game a lot longer. And so it's like, like one of the best things that she did, she made this master guide of which, which sports bra should we wear? Because I mean, it's as specific as what shoes to wear because shoes are specific to the runner, but then you've got this giant trove of, tr- like, all these women being like, this is my size, this is the brand, this is the, mo-, like, the make, you know, and it's like, because if you are in the wrong sports bra, like, and I've been in the wrong sports bra, like, you'll get this, like, gigantic gash underneath your breasts where it's just like bloody and nasty because your bra was moving on you and it chafed and you know anytime over probably about 10 miles if I'm not in the like actual perfect bra like it's gonna hurt and there's only so much body glide that you can put on because that stuff is going to come off because of the way that bra is moving so but those people like Jeff Galloway and Kelly Roberts they make running more accessible but at the same time, like you enter this world and you see all these other people and you can't, it's hard to not compare yourself and be like, oh, well, cause you know, I can look at Kelly Roberts and be like, "That she looks like me, but she, her marathon PR is like 40 plus minutes lower than mine, but that's okay. Cause she's a different person and I'm a different person. And I don't need to compare myself to her. I can just look at her and be like, she's awesome and she can stay awesome. And I'm still awesome too, because I'm just me. So But it is easy to get caught up in the comparison and be like, well, if she can run 20 miles, why can't I go run 20 miles? And you know what? Maybe you can. But you got to kind of work your way up to it. Because one of the problems with goal setting is people will increase their mileage too fast and injure themselves. Because if you're increasing your weekly mileage by more than, like, 10% per week, you're probably going to get hurt. And there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, you have to put in the time and you have to put in the patience. And one of the things that I tell a lot of newer runners is, you're seeing me on year like nine or ten of being a runner I I mean I and that's just starting from me like running around my neighborhood in like not running socks and like like a cotton shirt and like the swishy shorts I had from high school like going out like a full baby runner in like not fitted shoes and things like that and so like I I did I've put a ton of time like you know I'm a decade into my running journey. So of course you, when you're starting out it's going to look different than mine but that doesn't make you bad and it doesn't make me awesome. It, it just means that we're different and we're all in different parts of our journey. You know you wouldn't just because somebody started driving to well, let's say you're driving from Kentucky to California and somebody else started driving on Tuesday at 3 a.m. and you started driving on Wednesday at 4 p.m. y'all are going to be in different spots and that's okay. Neither one of you is better than the other one just started at different times and that's okay. So I think that about covers it for goal setting and how people get into running and just different things like that. So thanks. Bye.